Good morning. Good to see everyone today. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 6. I really feel the presence of the Lord moving here this morning. And, you know, I I think it really goes along with my message today, with what we see happening. We we have a lot of people out sick, but we've got those that are here that are willing to give what they have to make sure things are happening. And, you know, I guarantee you that none of the people that was up here on the stage felt like they did just an awesome job, right? And they're probably sitting there kicking themselves, wishing, wishing they could have done things better. And, but you know what? God does not look on your perfection and your performance. He looks on your heart. And, and God is moving up here today, y'all. From the, from the minute Brother Tim began to pray a while ago, you just feel the presence come in. And, and it's magnificent to be able to stand in the presence of God as He begins to do His work. So what I want to talk to you about today is, it's for a certain person today, and I don't know who it is, but God just kind of laid it on my heart to say that, that it's for a specific person. Okay, so, and I know all of us can get a blessing out of it, but there's somebody here that really needs to hear this today. And y'all, me up here today is another example of this. I feel a lot better today, but as you can tell, I don't sound very good. And you know, the, the devil even fought with me this morning about even coming. I'm like, you know what, I went last week and I went last Wednesday. There ain't no reason I need to miss today when I'm feeling better, devil. So you ain't going to stop me this time. And I got over here a while ago and something told me, you know, maybe you ought not sing, maybe you need to save your voice. And I said, no, I ain't going to do that. If I ain't got no voice when it comes time to preach, I'll just have to do sign language or something, but I'm going to sing praises to my King. Amen? Amen. Yes, sir. Ain't nobody want to hear me sing anyway, so it's probably better for everybody else that they can't hear me as well. But I'm saying all that to get to a point, okay? You bring what you have to Jesus. Okay? There's there's certain attitudes in this world that say you only bring the good stuff. And there's certain places for that. We need to give God our best, right? 
But we, we don't need to be the judge of, is it good enough? And you'll see what I'm talking about here in just a second. Turn with me to John chapter 6, and we're going to start reading verse 1. And before I go any further, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I, I come before you right now. And God, I don't have no way to do it but humbly right now. And God, this morning, my weakness as a man is more evident than than other times. <laughs> so any glory that is received today is is all on you, God. It's not because of anything I did. So I give you all praise and honor and glory. And Lord, I just ask that you come right now, that you would help this weak voice. God, that your anointing would be here, that I could say things that you want me to say, that it'd be the very words that that person needs to hear today. And God, I just put it in your faithful hands, God, and I step out of the way, let you have your way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We're going to start reading in verse 1. Many of y'all have heard this story before about this miracle that Jesus performed and how He fed 5,000 people with such a little bit. But let's just read it again and really focus on this now. Don't, Don't drift off. Pay attention to what's going on. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed Him. Because they saw His miracles which He did on them that were diseased. It's a good reason to follow a man, ain't it? You see, He can do something good for you. You might want to hang around to see if it will spill over on you a little bit. And Jesus went up into a mountain and there He sat with His disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up His eyes and saw a great company come unto Him, He saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? Now, I want you to see this question Jesus asked. Jesus loved to set people up, man. <laughs> right? He'd set people up and just see what they'd say. He wasn't being deceptive, but he wanted to see what the reaction would be of his fleshly thinking disciples. He said, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? Where are we going to go to buy enough bread for these people? And I want you to look at his heart too. Why was Jesus so concerned with feeding these people? He didn't tell them to come. Right? Ain't that our mentality sometimes? I didn't invite these people to my house. It ain't my job to feed them. But see, Jesus' heart was a heart of not only generosity, but hospitality. He said, look, all these people came out here to hear me and just to be around me. Man, we need to make sure they're fed. And this He said to prove Him. For He Himself knew what He would do. Philip answered Him, Two hundred pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them, 
that every one of them may take a little. So I don't know how much 200 pennies worth of bread was, y'all, but it sounded like a lot, right? I mean, it'd be like me throwing out a number and saying, man, $100 worth of food wouldn't feed all these people. Just give them a little bit. See, he wasn't even talking about getting them full. He was just saying, I couldn't even give them a little bit, a little taste with that amount of money. There's a lot of people to feed. 5,000? One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? You know, I can almost see the scenario playing out you know, this is the way I would imagine it. And y'all don't put this as being, you know, biblical or anything, but I can see this little kid coming up and tugging on somebody's sleeve and say, Hey, I got this. Right? Not not really even fully grasping the the brevity of the situation, right? Hey, y'all can have mine. We'll share. 5,000 people and you're going to bring me five loaves and two little fish? What would we do, y'all? Go on, kid. Don't leave me alone. we got bigger problems right now. What did this kid do, though? Y'all, he, he brought what he had and offered it. said, here. You can use this however you want to, Jesus. But Andrew said, but what is this among so many people, right? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number of about 5,000. So they're just going to have them a little picnic. And Jesus took the loaves, and when He had given thanks... He distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sat down. And likewise of the flesh, of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, you see it wasn't just a little bit, now they got full. He said unto, unto His disciples, gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves in, the, in which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. So Jesus took this little bit this boy had and multiplied it just, I don't even know how many times. And I can see Jesus just standing there just breaking pieces off, putting them in baskets and so they can... Here you go, here's some more. And just keep breaking it. Y'all came over here last night and prayed. Y'all ain't trying to get any kind of pity or sympathy. I'm really not. I'm not trying to bring any attention to myself today. But y'all know how it is when you're sick. You just, man, you just don't want to do it. I don't want to do nothing but just lay there. I came over here last night and I said, Lord, it's going to have to be you, okay? 
But here I am. All right. Now, once again, y'all, I ain't looking for no no praise on this. Y'all, don't even pat me on the back later and say, uh, you know, you did good. I don't want to hear it. It's not about me today. What I'm trying to tell you is, look, I gave my little bit, whatever I had. Now I ain't saying I I just gave God a little. I'm saying all I had was a little, and I said, here it is, Lord. All right. These people got up on the stage a while ago, and I know there's thoughts running through their mind. Well, well, Rhonda was here for practice, and Carrie was here for practice, and, and they were doing this and that. And, but, you know, what are we going to do now? We didn't practice it this way. But they just gave what they had. And y'all, it blessed me. Right? The Spirit began to move, and it blessed me because God, God's Word doesn't say that He will inhabit the praises of certain people. Is that He inhabits the praise of His people. Okay, so when we give what we have, God will bless what we have. Okay? So I told you there's somebody here today that needs to hear this. And what I feel God's laying on my heart is to reinforce to you that, that you may be looking at what you have and say, this ain't near good enough. What in the world is God going to do with this? I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not that smart. I'm not that good looking. Whatever you may be telling yourself right now. I don't know enough of the Bible. What can God do with me? And I want to reinforce to you also that the devil is an accuser, he is a liar. And He is the one making those accusations towards you. And I want you to hear me today when I tell you, God does not want you to wait until you get everything just right. He wants you to come like you are and offer what you have. Okay, so there is a time in your life that you need to be preparing. I'm not trying to take away from that. But what I'm trying to say is you offer what you have where you are right now and say, God, use me as you see fit. See, that little boy didn't go there that day with a plan of I'm going to see what Jesus is going to do with this. That was his lunch, man. His mama sent him off that day with a lunch. Here, take these little bit. You know, when we think of loaves of bread, we think loaves of bread. These are just little biscuits, basically. Bread sticks is what we'd call them. Y'all ever read the Olive Garden? Love me some bread sticks, right? Five little bread sticks and a couple fish. It even said small fish. Sardines. Fish sticks. Yeah, there you go, Brother John. This was this boy's lunch. So I want, you need to really put yourself in his situation. Because first of all, not only is he offering something that's so inconsequential to the problem, but he's giving all of his lunch. The boy may not even eat rest of the day for all we know. People didn't commonly eat three or four meals a day then, right? You kind of ate what you had when you could. 
So this boy says, here, do something with this. What was he expecting to happen? Y'all, we don't know nothing about this boy. We don't know about where he had been beforehand. We don't know about how long he had followed them around or nothing. But you know, I have to have a little bit of uh, hope there that maybe he had been watching Jesus for him to be that close and say, here, take this. Maybe he had a little bit of an expectation within him that Jesus might could do something with what little bit he gave. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you don't put anything in the offering plate because you say, God can't do nothing with my little dollar or two dollars. I ain't here begging for money today. I'm trying to drive home a point to you. What did he say to that widow that gave the two mites? <laughs> he said, she gave more than all of y'all put together because she gave what she had. Just like Jesus took that little bit and multiplied it and fed 5,000 people. Y'all, he can take your little bit, whatever it might be. Whatever little talent you have, whatever little bit of whatever, I don't even care, okay? He can take whatever it is that you have that you say, I don't know, I don't know if it's even worth trying. And He can multiply that and bless an abundance of people. How did the boy get there? You know, there was a crowd. I mean, he he had to make his way up there. Finally, he got a hold of Andrew and said, Hey, Andrew, give this to Jesus. Maybe it'll help. Maybe this boy didn't have no great expectations of what Jesus might do with it, but he just wanted to contribute. Maybe he just wanted to be a part of whatever was going to happen. Think about this now. You see, this little boy had the right attitude no matter what his thought process was. Over in Isaiah, and I'm not going to even read it all to you. Isaiah chapter 6, you can read it later. God comes and speaks to Isaiah. And I've told you all before how when you get in the presence of God, you just all of a sudden your all of your faults and failures just become evident. You're standing in the presence of something so pure and righteous and holy, and man, just oh, Isaiah said, "Oh, woe is me! I'm a man of unclean lips." He immediately recognizes. All of his shortcomings. God took a coal in, in this vision. God took a coal out of a fire and put it on his lips. And he said, Thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin purged. 
So at this point in time, what state is Isaiah in? He's right with God, right? He's, he's cleansed. He, he's, in a, he's temporarily in a state of holiness. Isn't that what holiness is? Without sin, being, being pure and righteous. So he's, at that moment, he's in that state. And what does he do while he's in that state? He says, in answer to God's question of who will go, he says, here I am, Lord, send me. This is the same guy that just a few minutes before was, was saying, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. I don't even deserve to, to be in your presence. But now because of the, the purging of his sin, he's saying, I'll go. You send me, just tell me where to go, I'll go, Lord. What's the difference in those two states? One is, it, it, the, the, the difference is his perception of what's going on. And I want y'all to hear me today because, you see, if you're a child of God, if you're saved, you are in that state of holiness. Does that mean you don't have sin in your life? You very well may. But see, you go to God and you say, Father, forgive me, and guess what? It's gone. And you're back in that state of holiness. So what needs to happen at that point? Don't stay there saying, remembering what was going on before you were purged of your sin. You see, Isaiah could have sat there and said, yeah, but oh, I was so terrible. Oh, I was just, I was so wicked and vile and all these things I've done wrong, God. He didn't say that, did he? What did he do? He, he turned his back on it and walked away from it and said, here I am, Lord, send me. I'll go. I'll do your will, whatever it is you tell me and I'll do it. You see, that is a person that has forgotten his sin and went on about God's will. The reason why I started out today telling you that the devil is the accuser is because I want you to know that's not your own little voice telling you those bad things about yourself. The devil wants to stop you from doing everything. He don't want you to do nothing for God. Remember that, okay? Remember, he don't want you to do anything for God. So when that little voice comes and says, no, you you shouldn't do that, don't do that. Ask yourself the question first, is what I'm doing for the glory of God, is (coughs) (coughs) is this God's will? And if it is, you need to remember that that is not God telling you to stop. It's the enemy. So that person, I don't know who you are. You're sitting here today. Maybe God has laid something on your heart. 
He's laid something on your heart to do. And you say, I just don't think I can. I don't, I don't know how. I'm not good enough. Maybe other people have told you that. Wouldn't be the first time, right? Maybe other people are telling you, you're not good enough to do that. You need to just hang on a minute. Y'all, I'm here to tell you today, if God has called you to do something, He will enable you to do it. I stand before you this morning, uh, just a half of a man at the most. Y'all, I couldn't get up here and do this today if it wasn't for God moving. So I'm telling you these things today, not for glory for myself, but for glory for my King. Because He is the one that gives me strength to do whatever it is He's called me to do. I can't do that on my own. I'm not going to sit and dwell on my faults and my failures either. When He has forgiven me, I'm forgiving. When He sets me free, I need to walk in freedom and not keep hanging on to my, my sin in the past. The Bible says that you should, you should mortify the deeds of the body. It means to put them to death and walk away from them. Don't hang on to them. Don't look back on them. Don't try to remember how bad you were. There's enough reminders of that throughout the day, right? But, but glory in what God is going to do. Think about that little boy with them five loaves and two little fish. They came and said, here, take this and do something with it. And then Jesus fed 5,000 people with it. Whatever, what's that little bit that you got? What is God going to do with it? You see, that great expectation is what keeps my hope alive. Right? What is God going to do with my little bit? Huh? Maybe today it's just a little bit. Maybe tomorrow He gives you a little more. And maybe a year from now, it's even more. You see, God will build you and make you into what you need to be. Y'all, I sat there last night praying and, and the only mental image I had in my mind was that earthen vessel that the Bible talked about. And I, all I see is just this little ball of clay. Not hardly even a cup, right? Just something kind of mashed together. All ugly looking. What does God do with it? He takes it and He makes a vessel of honor out of it. Okay? Now, I'm not talking about me as a person. I'm talking about what I offer to God. You see, He takes my little bit that looks like nothing, and then He makes something glorious come out of it, y'all. And, and that's where you are sitting today today. Whoever it is that needed to hear this. 
You're sitting there and all you've got is this little lump of clay and you say, what in the world is God going to do with this? That's not for you to figure out. You don't have to understand how. Just offer it to Him. Say, here Lord, that's all i got, but I'm going to give it to you. That's okay. You don't have to wait till you make it look good. Because you know what he would do then? Now I can make it into what I want it to be.